Hello, and welcome back to Feature Presentation. I'm Taylor. And I'm Patrick. And this is a really exciting episode that I am hosting because Patrick is very sleep-deprived. Patrick, why are you sleep-deprived? Um, I just got back. It is 4.15 on Sunday, October 23rd, and I just got back from the Exhumed Films 24-hour horror-thon in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, the Colonial Theater, the historic Colonial Theater. Not only did I sit through 25 and a half hours of movies, um, I also had to drive two and a half hours home. <laughs> and you did some exploring while you were there. I did, yeah. I mean, I've been up, uh, I got up at 7 o'clock Saturday morning, and I think I've gotten a total of like two, two and a half hours of sleep in the, I can't even begin to figure out how many hours that is in the i don't know 33 hours yeah i could literally never do that i i remember one time i stayed up pretty close to like 48 hours um because i was going to a concert one night and i was spending the entire day before in dc and i couldn't sleep the night before the concert it was during the summer and i was in college and so my sleep schedule was like go to sleep at 4 a.m. and wake up at you know 2 p.m. every day and my cousin was picking me up to go at like 7 a.m. so i got like an hour of sleep and then we did we were in you know georgetown all day and then concert and i was like legit hallucinating do you feel that far off <laughs> um i'm just i'm so tired <laughs> so tired um the the folks at exhumed films i love what they do and this event was so cool and so much fun um this is my first one but i don't want to negate everything i just said but they make two very intense decisions about their programming Number one is there's only five minutes in between movies. Literally five minutes. I mean, yeah, I thought it was ten. I thought so too. There's like a couple times where you're lucky and it's like seven. But otherwise, it is eight. It is five, six minutes. And they also, they never turn on the lights. Oh, that's rough. The lights don't come up and down in between the movies. Um, their thing, they say... Um, do it with the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> they said um, at the beginning, and I guess this is like one of their mantras because I heard a couple people repeat it throughout the day, was once the projector starts, it never stops. Now, that's not true when you have really shitty prints, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But um, they also cram in 15 movies over those 24 hours, which is one reason why it runs over. And so it is, I mean, it is super intense. So we're going to run through those for you now, and I'm going to report back. Okay, I was going to say, can we start with Friday? Because that's when I had a mini movie marathon. Okay. Do you want to tell us a little bit about Phoenixville on Friday, or do you just want to yes. jump into it? Yeah. Okay, so Friday night, what did you do? Friday night, I got, I, I got to Phoenixville by myself, and I checked into my Airbnb, and I explored a little bit, check out the bookstore, check out the record shop, lots of fun stuff. There's a, a, a restaurant across the street from the theater that I think it's called The Rec Room. Um, they make their own beer and stuff. What did you eat? Um, I had uh, 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 wings and fried pickles. And then I went back to my room and I got the Airbnb guy to let me add shutter to the TV. And I watched the Joe Bob Jamboree with Elvira. 
to get myself in the mood for um the spooktacular weekend ahead exactly and you're gonna run down your your marathon real quick well what did you think of the joe bob special oh i mean i was I, like i i didn't even i didn't even finish the movie um i went to bed early fair enough well on Friday, I had my own mini movie marathon, and I watched three movies. I watched Jawbreaker from 1999, I watched Bend It Like Beckham from 2002, and I watched Lady Bird from 2017. This is a, an equally scary lineup for myself. I can't imagine much worse. What do you Actually, mean? That's not, that's not true at all. I, I Jawbreaker... I, you know, I'd watch it. Lady Bird I liked. I think I'm just being a shithead. But Ben and Lake Beckham, ugh, yikes. The Criterion channel even, or the Criterion social media accounts were even hyping up Ben and Lake Beckham recently. Um, okay, so I watched these three movies. I'll give you my mini thoughts since we're here for Patrick's movies and not mine. But just in case you're curious, um, Jawbreaker was the second thing I ever put on my Letterboxd watch list. It is, um, I think I found it through another person on Letterboxd, just going through the movies that they liked and I wanted to add some stuff to my watch list. And so it's one that I've always wanted to see. Um... It is about, I'll, I'll just read the synopsis so I don't drone on and on. Um, three of Reagan High School's most popular girls pretend to kidnap, kidnap their friend by shoving a jawbreaker into the victim's mouth to keep her from screaming. Their plan goes awry when the girl swallows the jawbreaker, choking to death. Now the leader of the pack will do anything to keep the accident a secret. It has Rose McGowan, it has Rebecca Gayhart, Julie Benz, and my personal favorite, Judy Greer. I love Judy Greer. In the movie, um, they give Judy Greer this excellent makeover, and I love nothing more than a good makeover montage. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Uh, it's a really tight 87 minutes, so it, it really flies by. And yeah, it was good. It didn't blow me away. I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. But um, great fashion, great dialogue, very iconic. I think it's one of those movies that I would love even more if I had seen it in the theaters when it came out in 1999. But I was two, so I couldn't do that. Any thoughts? I'm about to fall asleep. Okay, do you want me to not talk about the rest no. of them? It's fine, just hustle. Okay. Then I watched Bend It Like Beckham, which is another one that's been on my watch list for a very long time um, because a lot of people compare it to Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, which I love. Um, I will read the synopsis. It says, Jess Bamra, the daughter of strict Indian of a strict Indian couple in London is not permitted to play organized soccer even though she's 18. When Jess is playing for fun one day, her impressive skills are seen by Jules Paxton, who then convinces Jess to play for her semi-pro team. Jess uses elaborate excuses to hide her matches from her family while also dealing with her romantic feelings for her coach, Joe. Um, this movie was, like, awesome and so sweet and incredible. Um, it's not great. I gave it three and a half stars. It definitely is, like, a teen movie. It is 112 minutes and you definitely start feeling that once they start fleshing out things that have already been fleshed out like three other times over and over again. Um, and it's a little melodramatic. It's a teen drama, but it has young uh, Kira Knightley in it. I think Parminder Nagra was really incredible in it. Jonathan Myers is really great in it. Um, and it's just like sweet and wholesome. And, and I really, really enjoyed it. Um, my mom's going to watch it now on my recommendation. Then I finally watched Lady Bird. After those kind of like good movies, I wanted to watch something great and acclaimed. And Patrick's already seen it, so I decided to to finally do it. Um, and I, it, if you don't know, a California high school student plans plans to escape for her, from her family in small town by going to college in New York, much to the disapproval of wildly 
loving, deeply opinionated, strong-willed mother, um, played by Laurie Metcalf. And it has Tracy Letts, who I love, Saoirse Ronan, Beanie Feldstein, Lucas Hedges, Timothy Chalamet, a very loaded, uh, loaded, loaded cast. Um, I love this. Stephen McKinley Henderson, who plays the drama teacher, and he's so fucking funny. There's that scene where he just starts crying in the middle of class. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He, he's, I mean, he's wonderful in everything. He's Lois so Smith was funny. in it, who I saw Lois Smith on Broadway in The Inheritance, so that was a treat. Um, she's one of the nuns. I, like, the movie was brilliant. I honestly, I kind of wanted to be a hater and not love it, but I absolutely did. It is, like, amazing to me that, you know, my teenage years feel so very far away and I feel so disconnected from them, but then I watch movies like this that I think are genuinely really realistic in terms of how teens act and I go like, oh no, I still am very much that person. Like, I'm not that that far removed. And I also, the relationship with her mother was particularly, like, striking because I was a bitch to my mother. I was horrible in high school to her. Um, And I think it's really interesting to see a dynamic where, like, two people, a daughter and a mother, can be really awful to each other and, like, both do things that are objectively bad and not great, but they can still be the person that you love and, like, who knows you really well and, like, cares for you. Um, And, yeah, I just thought it was really touching. I gave it four and a half stars, and it was a great day to end off my um, night. And then I watched something on Saturday, but let's get into Patrick's Saturday before mine. Um... Are you ready? <laughs> you just you just you just bust it out because this is about the marathon and I'm gonna I want to get rolling. So you tell me the last thing that you watched while I was out and then we'll we'll move to this. Okay, I watched two more things. I watched the entire series Fleabag, which is another thing that I've been meaning to watch. Um, I watched the National Theater Live um during quarantine with Patrick and we really really enjoyed it. I didn't. Um, oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. Oh, why didn't you like it? No, I I don't know. I just. I don't know. I didn't get it. I think I liked it. It was a me thing. I think I liked it. I I don't remember disliking it, but it's all over my For You page. Like, the sounds, people reenacting it, people hyping it up. Like, it's it's all over my For You page. And so I... I just was like, you know what? Patrick's not here. I know he doesn't have an interest in watching it. It's really short. I might as well just bust it out. And um, it's great. It's really funny. Very dry humor. Not for everybody. Um, I will say season two is infinitely better than season one. I think season one is strong. And I think it... um, It's interesting because I don't think she planned on doing season two. But season two is so great and I'm happy that she did and I feel like season one it feels intentional that season one is there because while it might not be like the most dramatic and like the most incredible like it's very like it builds so perfectly into season two um I've read a lot of really great articles about Fleabag and Phoebe Waller-Bridge is uh brilliant in every single way and in watching her is just such a joy um it has a absolutely loaded cast um it has um olivia coleman is that her name olivia coleman yeah. uh it has um phoebe waller bridge andrew scott is the hot priest. yes as the hot priest in season two which <laughs> i get it i get the hot priest thing um but yeah it was it was truly truly wonderful according to forbes there's not going to be a season three so i'm trying not to get too attached to it but i really 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 deeply enjoyed it um and i'm excited to support phoebe in other ways and all of her other creative endeavors and then the last thing that i watched that had been on my watch list for the sole purpose of miley cyrus being in it no time to die did you know that oh i didn't know that well i thought i think no and one of the star wars movies 
Didn't we think that I did know that? I didn't we think No Time to Die was pretty funny? No. No, I don't remember. Um interesting very interesting um the last thing that i watched was a black mirror episode uh rachel jack and ashley 2 it's the one that has miley cyrus in it that's the only reason that i wanted to watch it it was really horrible absolutely not worth my breath skip it and unfortunately the most halloweeny of all the things that you watched right <laughs> i guess yeah black mirror I don't, i've never seen it it wasn't all very right. creepy but all right so here's how they do things at uh at the exhumed horathon they give you this program while you're outside in line i stood in line Mind for like two hours. <laughs> he got there at 8 a.m. to park, find parking, because apparently that was going to be difficult. And then you it got not. <laughs> and then you got breakfast. I saw you got pancakes. I did. Um, and what else did you get? Um, a bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Yeah, you can tell that his allergies are bad from his sniffles. Oh yeah. Anytime we leave, yeah. Anytime we leave Baltimore, we get horrible allergies. Um, and then I stood in line for jars. But then they hand you this, and I'm gonna have you read me the clues. Okay. And then I'm gonna say what my guess was, what the actual movie was, and then my thoughts on the movie. Okay. Because they do a thing where you can, um, where you can submit your guesses before the first movie. Because once you get in, there's like two hours, and they give you this stuff. You can submit your guesses for what you think the movies are gonna be. Each one you get right is worth two points. If you guess guess a movie right, but it's in the wrong time slot like it's with the wrong clue you get one point and then whoever has the most points at the end like wins a prize pack cool what's and, the prize pack uh well i guess it's not a a pack i guess there are like various prizes there's like a first through fifth place and there's like different uh blu-rays you can win that are signed by the people in the movie and this one guy i'm not sure his name off the top of my head um he donates all this stuff he's not even he's not even like a part of exhumed he just donates the stuff so cool have the cool competition every year and there's like um, cool um, art like lithographs and stuff that are signed and anyway, um, so I I wrote down all my guesses and let's go through this. All right, movie one starting at twelve o'clock p.m. sharp. Oh, by the way, all these times are total fucking bullshit. Oh, okay. So I'm I won't say the name. Forty-five minutes late. Okay, I won't say the times then unless it's a mate. Already ma- scheduled to run over by forty-five minutes. Then I won't say the times. I will. I will say the time when we get to midnight and in going into Sunday, and yeah. then when it ends. Um, but regardless, 15 it, it movies. fifteen movies. It was supposed to start at twelve. Did it actually start at twelve? Like twelve oh five. It was pretty. Close. Okay, uh, movie one. Infamous and incredibly influential psychological thriller slash proto slasher. So my guess was Alice, Sweet Alice, and then Peeping Tom appeared on the screen. I was like, fuck, of course it's Peeping Tom. Like, that was one of those, like, don't, you know. Uh, Already losing it an hour in. (laughs) Peeping Tom is is very commonly mentioned in the same breath as uh, Psycho. It's very similar. This guy, he's kind of a weirdo. He has weird obsessions, like in Psycho, which we're rerunning our Vince Vaughn Psycho episode later this week. Um, in Psycho, he has like the taxidermy, right? And in Peeping Tom, it's photography. And he, on his tripod, has this kind of—I've never seen—I had, I had never seen the movie before. This tripod, he has this like knife, and he will stab people with the knife on the tripod and take their picture right before they get stabbed. So he's got this collection of either pictures or or um, film of him murdering these women. Oh wow. But it's 1960, and like that was not a freaking thing yet, right? It almost it kind of makes Psycho look um, tame. 
Psycho is tame. Um, all movies, oh, whatever. Uh, all movies shown on thirty-five millimeter. This one's kind of scratched up, but who knows how old this print is? At one point, there was a reel that just had this like humming noise in the background that got a little distracting, but that's just kind of like that's just what you're gonna deal with um, uh, when you uh, do something like this. Um, I'm sorry for all the sniffles right in the microphone. It's very yeah. They said uh, very influential it totally is like he goes back to the scene of the crime the morning after he does everything he rewatches these uh films over and over again and it's very like that's the kind of shit that they talk about on criminal minds you know like he wants his trophies and all this kind of shit um so definitely very early in the game um directed by michael powell um who not really known for this kind of stuff but um that one was a lot of fun Awesome. So now we're into movie two. There are multiple film adaptations of this classic horror slash sci-fi story, but this is the best one. My, a little objective. Uh, my, or subjective, rather. My guess, Island of Lost Souls from 1932. It was Island of Lost Souls from 1932. So I got awesome. Awesome. Um, you know this as the original film adaptation of the island, island of, of dr moreau, moreau. yeah i kind of figured <laughs> so i'm so happy that uh, i wasn't there for many reasons but this included very interesting two criterion titles back to back both people oh. and island of lost souls are in the criterion collection um which i thought was interesting uh great movie charles i've this is the one i think of the 15 the one i had seen before um uh, last night or yesterday, whenever it was. Um, Should have napped then. Charles Lawton plays Dr. Moreau. You know Charles Lawton as the director of The Night of the Hunter, the only film he ever directed. Um, he he just loves, in a, in a very Marlon Brando way in the 90s version, just loves to chew the scenery and just be ridiculous. I mean, there's like a point where he like, he just he's in the middle of a conversation and he just leans back and unbuttons his shirt for no reason. I mean, he's just... He's really just eating it up. Um, this is five years into sound film, right? 1927, the jazz singer, first uh, movie with sound. And for the medium only having existed for five years, this movie's brilliant. Got Bella Lugosi as, I think, what do they call him? Like the the, the truth-sayer or something? I can't remember. I'm tired. Um, he's he's really great. I mean, it's, it's very, like, you totally... Um, they're right. Like it's the best version of this story, and it it's um mad old at this point. Um, I wrote down. I I want a Doctor Moreau haunted house. Ugh. I think that'd be so cool with the House of Pain and stuff in the in the Jaguar Woman. Um. Anyway, this movie's great. I recommend it. I recommend. Um. I haven't seen the seventies version. I want to. I recommend the nineties version. It's terrible, but a lot of fun. Moving on to movie three, an iconic giant monster movie. I'm so pissed at myself because I was using the run times, the, the, the uh, approximate run times to guess. Yeah. So, for example, this says 3 o'clock to 4.30. So you assume it's 90 minutes. Right. That's actually interesting. The guy that won the, the guessing game, he won – no, he came in second. He won last year. And the guy was like, what's your uh, – um, uh, strategy i'm so tired what's your strategy <laughs> and he said don't listen to the approximate times no no he said um uh 
why I come every year so I remember what's already been played, which they give you a list of what's been played, but it's probably easier to just remember, right? Because they, they never repeat. And then also he says, I look at the run times. Oh, wow. Um, and which is what I was, I was trying to do. The guy that won, he said, what's your strategy? And I, I'm quoting him. This is what he said. He said, high-functioning autism. <laughs> we love the honesty. Um, and so I was looking for an iconic giant monster movie. They show a lot of Godzilla movies. I chose Mothra versus Godzilla, and I fucked up because it was just Mothra. Is the original Mothra. Damn. I was thinking too much about it, and I should have just gone with the OG. Two in your own head. So I didn't technically get any points, but I'm giving myself like a tenth of a point or a quarter of a point. You're giving yourself a pat on the back? I am. All right. Movie four. No, not, oh, I sorry. Sorry. Movie. Um, first of all, right before this movie started, I went and I got some popcorn from uh, the Colonial Theater concession stand. Very good popcorn. Is it as good as the Grand Popcorn? Um, no. Uh boy did it clear out everybody used that as lunchtime what was it like roughly three o'clock at this point everyone had probably already seen it very possible i mean it just poof like all of a sudden i was the only person in my row and in the row in front of me there's only one person in that row this is a sold out show did you end up getting um a seat where you could stretch your legs like you wanted yeah there was no nobody ended up sitting next to me oh that's awesome also like kind of you know like where aisles are shorter than the other aisle and there's like there should be a seat next to you, but there isn't. I had that space too, so I kind of had it on both ends. Um, yeah, but it just it just cleared out. Um, but it was great. I'd never seen Mothra before. It's it's a very ridiculous sort of setup. But there's this island called like Tiny Island, and all the people are like, you know, act, not even action figures. I would call this like Green Army men size kind of. And uh, so this guy from this made up country, he goes and he steals. Um, some of the fairy women of the island to like have them put on a show and he can make a bunch of money. He's like a ruthless businessman. And because they're stolen, it, it disrupts Mothra, the you know the guardian of the island. And Mothra goes and destroys Tokyo and destroys New York City. And um, it's, it's really, really weird. Um, Not to be confused with the Mothman, correct? Correct. Totally different. Um, I was just joking. I don't think it landed. You're too tired. No. Um, but yeah, I liked it just fine. Great. Movie number four. Cool, creepy, and erotic new wave horror favorite. So when they said new wave, I didn't know how new they were going. Like some people have different definitions of new wave. And, and of course, I should have thought, fuck these big Zoom film guys. They're probably thinking the 80s. I didn't. I went a little more modern. Um, I chose Under the Skin. I think I was also just kind of hoping it was Under the Skin because I just watched it and I could go get some dinner. Uh, but it was a movie called The Hunger from 83. Um, David Bowie, Susan Sarandon, and Catherine Deneuve, I believe is her name. And Deneuve and David Bowie, they're vampires. They don't age. But then all of a sudden, one day, Bowie starts aging. And he's like making up. So within like five minutes, he'll age like a year. So he's starting to age super fast. So his timelessness is like disappearing. And he goes to Susan Sarandon, who is like a, like an aging specialist. And she's doing all these experiments on like aging monkeys and stuff. And he's like, I need you to help me. But he can't really explain that he's a vampire because, you know, she's a normie. And um, 
she kind of blows him off, and then he just dies. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, so he's only moving for five minutes. Um, but then Sarandon goes to visit his wife and um, kind of, like, apologize, I guess. And then the wife ends up biting Susan Sarandon, and they become lesbian vampires. Oh, that's hot. And they bang for the next hour. Oh, I, I need whole, to add that to my watch list. That's the whole movie. <laughs> That is so hot. I don't think you'd like it very much, but there is a very two things. Number one, uh, this is the first movie with blood in it ever. Uh, no, 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 eighty three. I'm just saying in, in a marathon. Oh, it's like it had been a kind of tame monster movie, over the top. Peeping Tom might have had a little dribble, but you know, like nothing crazy. And so, like the first time somebody got stabbed, I was like, whoa! Like I it just like it really caught me off guard. Um, there's, the first time that Susan Sarandon like gets naked, it is so ridiculous. She has on this white uh, shirt that's see-through. She's not wearing a bra. Of course. And she spills some red sauce or something directly next to her nipple. So there's like a slow-mo of the sauce falling onto the shirt. Yum. Um, and uh, I'm Dan... Hidea, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Somebody's cringing at me right now, but I'm not sure. I've only ever read it, never heard it. You know, I don't him. understand how you can read that. I'm not joking. You know him as the dad in Clueless. He plays, Iconic. He plays like a cop in this. He's really funny. Awesome. Movie number five. A disturbing depiction of dis- of a descent into madness from a controversial filmmaker. There's a lot of controversial filmmakers these days. I knew it was Polanski. I knew it. Yeah. And um, based on the runtime, which that says two hours and ten minutes, it should have been The Tenet. But it wasn't The Tenet. It was fucking Repulsion, which is like another – it's like there's sort of this trilogy of – unofficial trilogy – Repulsion's only like 95 minutes. They just straight up lied about the runtime on there. Yeah, they say it's 6.20 to 8.25, so they say it's two hours and five minutes. And the guy who came in second place... Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. No, never mind. The guy who came in second place said he looks at the runtime. He was... I think he was like a little pissy because he could have won because he also chose the tenant based on the runtime if they had given the correct runtime. Does the tenant even make sense for the clue? Yeah. Oh, that it's sucks. It's like an unofficial trilogy. That really sucks. So I, I also chose The Tenet. Um, and then the trailer starts, and it's a trailer for The Tenet, and then a trailer for Rosemary's Baby. It's like, oh, okay, they're going to show um, Repulsion. I have no interest in watching uh, this Roman Polanski movie. Sorry. I just, I'm good in my life. I was walking out the door. I decided to go get dinner during that time. At this point, it's like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. Um, and somebody in the lobby who's also walking out said, um, controversial is a really weird way to say child rapist yeah um you know it's what it is i'm not programming this i think they did a great job programming i could have done without the polanski i did go without there's the plenty of other controversial I, filmmakers I, I went and i got some dinner at the same place i ate on friday night because it was really good and i got the same hot honey wings and the same beer because it was all good oh that sounds so good movie number six Oh, I don't know how to say the word. Sexy, surreal. Giallo. Giallo from a master of the genre. So Giallo is like a very specific, like Italian horror mystery. Um, Giallo. Yeah. And so there are two masters of the genre. You're down to Fulci and Argento. And I went with an Argento and it was a Fulci. Um, it was called A Lizard in a Woman's Skin. And um, 
they mentioned at the beginning of the show that they got this print from Italy and it didn't have subtitles. So they were manually running digitally projected subtitles at the bottom. And it was really funny. The guy was like, you know, I know, I know a little bit of Italian and it's like, all right. But basically I learned um, when the subtitles should change by just watching the movie over and over again. So if I'm like a beat off and you know Italian really well, fuck you. <laughs> Did anybody know Italian? <laughs> there was a one point where I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not shitting on this guy like I would have way fucked it up. I would have just not programmed at, it. At one point, he was just like asleep at the wheel, I guess, and it just didn't change for like a minute. So they were talking back and forth, and then he like clicked through it a bunch. Of, like, maybe somebody distracted him or something. Um, never been a big Giallo guy. Oh, I, I guess the bird with the crystal plumage, by the way, when Argento. Um, never been a big Giallo guy. I definitely got it better with a crowd of people who really like that genre and like hooping and hollering and ooing and on. Um, it worked better there. Um, I liked this a lot more than I thought I did. This was, I started, you see, I originally started, this is going to be one of my original nap times, but I had just left during repulsion. I didn't want to go eat dinner and then come right back in and go to sleep. So it's like, fuck, I'll try to jump. Um, let's give it a shot. And I, and I dug it. I'm glad that I watched it. And this is definitely one of those like, okay, maybe I'm not going to watch these at home by myself alone, but if they're programmed somewhere, if I do this again next year, like I'll, I'll stay awake and I'll give it a shot. All right, we are in movie seven now, so just about halfway through here out of the 15 movies, and this clue was later era Hammer Films fun. Um, you know what Hammer is? No, I was just going to ask that. So Hammer, um, they're a British film company like the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and they're known for remaking, unofficially remaking, all of the universal monster movies. Oh, right, right. So they made their own Dracula, their own Frankenstein, their own Mummy. I don't think they did a Wolfman, but anyway, you get the idea. Um, and so I tried choosing one of the... From a later era, I assume. I cho- Yeah, like they, I think they closed down like 74, 75. I chose Dracula AD 1972 thinking that they would still go like the Dracula Frankenstein something around. They didn't. They just went with a movie called Twins of Evil. Um, it has Peter Cushing in it and, and two teenage girls that look exactly like Millie Bobby Brown. And I was not the only person that thought that. Um, I was like, stand- there was like, you know... In between movies, people would just stand up by their seat or in the aisle or something. And it wouldn't even be until like two or three minutes into the movie that people would finally sit down. I think that they were really trying to... And some people would like stand, and I did this a couple times, like make their decision, see the title. Okay, yeah, I'll go to the bathroom real quick. Or like, oh, no, no, I'll leave, you know. And the title comes up, and as soon as the title goes away, this guy walks in, and I'm standing right by the door. And he goes, "Um, is this Twins of Evil? He could just tell just like by like a frame. Wow. Is this Twins of Evil? And I said, yeah. And he said, that's a good one. Yeah, it's fine. I, you know, maybe I would enjoy more at, not at 9 o'clock at night or 11 o'clock or whatever. What, what's the approximate time? Uh, this is 10.10 to 11.40. Yeah, they were already like half an hour late. So, like, we're pushing 11 now. Um, I wasn't crazy about it. I think definitely one of those um, uh, sort of, like, you can't win them all just in this format. There are going to be good movies that you just like you're just kind of over it. It's inevitable for every single person. I think this is one of mine. It also reminds me, I forgot to say, um, when the hunger started, it starts with this kind of like eighties pop song and two be- I mean, the screen was still black two beats into the song. Half the crowd went wild. They instantly knew what the movie was like. Bum, bum. Whoa! Like everybody instantly knew it was the hunger and they were shitting their pants. You are like such a, you know, notable, uh, movie nerd in, in our relationship because I know so little. Did you feel like totally not a nerd here? Well, I'm not. I I'm not a big 
deep, well, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm becoming that kind of person. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but through stuff like this, I'm getting sort of that osmosis of some of the deeper cuts. I'm not a super deep cut horror guy. Um, and so like, uh, like, yeah, I had heard of, did it feel good to be a fly on the wall though for that? Or do you like being the smartest person in the room? Um, Listen, here, here's what I'm going to say. Spoiler alert, I got two guesses right. And I got really close on like three of them. And I was like, I almost got five right. I would have never freaking thought that. Like, I was like, I hope I get one. And so like, that was like, okay, maybe I do know a little bit more. But I still haven't seen the movie, right? One more thing about Twins of Evil. There's a great line where Peter Cushing literally just goes like, the devil brought me. Twins of Evil. <laughs> and I uh, got a big Love whoop. a title drop. Got a big whoop. I checked off all the title drops. <laughs> oh, nice. Love that. Um, Here's my freaking, uh, what do you call this? Raffle. Ticket stub. Raffle, because I'd never win a damn thing in my life ever. Okay. Okay, so now we are at movie eight. We are well past or well into midnight at this point because the it was supposed to start at 11 45 patrick said that it was already running late so probably didn't start until after midnight um this is a supernatural shocker that serves as a spiritual successor wow say that five times fast and a pseudo sequel to a popular italian horror series i know what the fuck they were talking about i took a wild guess um i didn't know movie came up it was called the church i went you know what i was a good sport i watched the italian an hour ago between the Italian, which was a little dreamy, and um, by the way, you might like that movie, um, a, a, a Lizard in a Woman's Skin, um, and that and, and The Hammer, I was like, I've been a good sport the past couple hours, I'm going on taking a nap, and so I went out in the lobby, I laid down on the floor, and set an alarm for just like 90 minutes later, mm. and then, not even, I guess it was like an hour, because I had to... You car. laid down on the floor of the lobby? I mean, what else is it supposed to do? Like I, I didn't know if you were going to sleep at the at the seat. It was very comfortable. Um, did what, did that work out well sleeping in the were you Okay, that. gotcha. Did you have like a seat or on the you were just straight up on the floor? Straight up laid down on the floor in the gotcha. corner. I wasn't sure if it was like Studio 115 where there are yeah. just random couches. I used to nap there all the time. No. Um and uh I guess it was only like an hour because then I like I made sure I went to the bathroom before the next movie and like I wanted to be fully set up. I went and um, got a drink from my car and all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I slept about an hour during the church, which I know nothing about. I didn't watch. Moving on. Wait, so did you get that that right? No. Oh, oh, did you said okay? Never mind. Took a shot in the dark. Wasn't even fucking close. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Um, movie number nine: unpleasant, unsettling psychological horror inspired by a gruesome true story. For some reason, the like the description about this one like really piqued my interest. That was another reason why I wanted to sleep during the church because I was like, I want to like make sure that I am up for this next one because it sounds interesting. Kind of sounds yeah. Like when I was reading this, I was specifically drawn to that specific description. And um, the movie, I incorrectly guessed the serpent in the rainbow. I knew it wasn't gonna be because if it was a Wes Craven movie. They would have hinted at it being Wes Craven. I just didn't have any fucking idea. And I had never even heard of this movie to begin with. It's called Deranged. And it is fucking dark. But it is also probably the highlight of, of the marathon. Oh, wow. Um, it's... Uh, what year? 74? It is... Um, 
inspired by Ed Gein, who is the serial killer that also inspired Psycho and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Silence of the Lambs, all for different reasons, um, different things that he did. This movie, Deranged, it like combines all of those things um, the mama's boy thing, the cutting off the face thing from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, it's like all, all, all the best pieces of those movies are in this one, like super low budget. The guy who plays the serial killer is, you ever seen Home Alone? Uh, bits and pieces. He's like old man Marley or whatever that like creeps Macaulay Culkin's character out. Mm, yeah, I know. I think I do remember like he ends up like the big guy and he like. It's just old. Just old man. Okay, maybe not. Anyway, I, when I letterboxed it after, I was like, holy fuck, that was him. I can't believe I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Um, wow, what a wake up. I mean, very graphic. Basically, what happens is that it's this guy. He lives on this farm with his mother, and he's he's a weirdo. He's, he's you know, he's a, uh, a, a kind of mama's boy-ish, you know, uh, just uh, creep. And his mom dies, and he can't get over it. And so what he starts doing it well, after a year of like this morning, he goes and he digs up his mom because he decides Ugh. he decides um she's gonna move back in with him because he you know he has the voices in his head just like Norman Bates right he goes at this point mom's just skeleton and so he starts um, taking out a bunch of the women in town to steal their hands or to steal ste- oh wow their face or this or that and put back onto mother and. Um, Boy, was it dark. Um, Damn, that sounds crazy. There was a problem with one of the reels, though, and they had to, like, there was, like, a 10-minute break, and it was, like, fuck, it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, and, and you know, I could I could do without the break. Uh, but that's not, you know, that's not their fault. Like, I'm not going to blame them for that. That kind of shit's just going to happen. I'd rather watch everything on 35 and some shit fuck up at some point than, than to do it. Part of the experience. Exactly. So one thing, though, that I was, like, not crazy about though is at this point we're getting very similar programming because we've gotten two vampire movies two it's not i guess like erotic vampire movies between the hunger and twins of evil and now we're getting two psycho-esque mama's boy between uh first one which i can't think of peeping tom and this it was like we're kind of like there are a billion horror movies and we're like We've repeated multiple themes, and we do that again later on. Um, Interesting. Uh, not an them. I mean, listen, they've been doing this for 15 years. It's their 15th horathon. Um, you know, I've never had to program one of these things. But I was like, I just watched this movie. And I definitely thought that during Twins of Evil. Um, so, yeah, anyway. All right, movie 10 comes with a personal note from Harry and Dan from Exhumed. So the... <laughs> The um the clue is dumb trashy euro horror monster on the loose movie that you will probably hate and then they put at the bottom bottom Harry and Dan from Exhumed watched this on VHS at Harry's house as teenagers thought it was awful and haven't seen it since <laughs> hopefully the movie has gotten better since then but not likely it was a real big fuck you to the audience I felt like I feel like they were punishing us for something that we didn't but do. I can totally see you doing something like that okay. so I don't think that you should be able okay. to shit on it well okay here's the problem number one Speaking of reels, kind of going wacky, he said at the beginning in the in the pre-show uh, speech, um, something's gonna fuck up at some point. Let's be honest, we're gonna lose a reel. I think in, I think it was Twins of Evil. No, it might have been this one. 
I think it was like reels two and three were labeled backwards. Oh, wow. And so like it went from one to three and we clear no, it was Twins of Evil, I think. We clearly just jumped 30 minutes into the movie and I was like, fuck it, whatever, I don't care about this movie anyway. But of course, them being the responsible you people, yeah. they stopped it and went back. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. Um, anyway, he was like, please be patient if something happens. We know. You don't have to yell at us. We're watching the movie too. We know. They said, what was the movie we saw where no sound played for like ever? And then finally someone went, it was a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, maybe at AMC. Uh, well, AMC shitty digital. But um, he's like, speaking of patience, we got one movie tonight. It's really going to test your patience. <laughs> and it's this one. They put it on four o'clock in the morning. It's called um, Panic. And it's. What did you guess? Uh. I had no idea. I was just doing some Google Analytics. The Traveler. Um, this print was fucked up. I mean, like they had to restart it like three times. Oh God! The sound just went out, and you know, we, we got to this point where we were in like this like twenty minute hold for it to restart. And I was talking with like the five people around me who were still there, and I just said, "Isn't this the movie they said that we?" So were- did a lot of people leave like for good? Well, this it's the middle of the night. A lot of people, I think, went home. Oh, wow, okay. Because it was really full at the beginning and really full at the end. In the middle of the night, it got very sparse. And I know that's what some of the people on F this movie do at their 24-hour horror movie marathon. They just kind of decide to go home. I would. I think I would, too, if I lived closer. Yeah, But I'm not sure. going to get an Airbnb just to, like, sleep for two hours. Like, I'd rather just sleep on the floor of the lobby. But, yeah, if this is a local thing, I definitely think I'd do the same thing. Um, uh, so were you up for this? So I was up. And I, tried, I wanted to give it a shot. Like, I was, like... I think I went to sleep the one right before this. Am I wrong? Uh, no, the one right before this was uh, the psychological. Yeah, deranged. so I was asleep two movies ago, and I really liked Deranged. I was in a good mood, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it a shot. Like this, but like maybe it'll be kind of bad movie night esque. No, it was just fucking horrible, and it restarted like three times. And we were in this 20-minute hold, and I just said to, like, the five people around me, I said, isn't this the movie that they said we were going to fucking hate anyway? Like, can we just skip it? Yeah, for <laughs> real. Um, but, you know, they, they do their due diligence, and they, they want to put on their show, and, and good for them. God bless them. Um, but, no, that movie, oof. And so I, I – that was when I took a nap in my seat. No. I took a nap in my seat, woke up, was super uncomfortable. There was, like, 30 minutes left in the movie. I went to the lobby, laid back down on the floor set a 30 minute timer how did the airplane pillow work out for you uh it a blessing and a curse yeah um next movie movie number 11 weird absurd and but enjoyable b movie that combines the mad scientist and animal attacks genre okay you know what letter that is uh s okay what do you think the title of this movie is uh i don't know sex 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 like a snake (laughs) Oh, I, I thought you asked the standing for something. It's this mad scientist. He um, he gets this like college student. Young I guy. like that you put a check for a title drop. I'm assuming there was no title was drop, but there was just a hiss from a snake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that counts, but good good on you for putting it down anyways. I just imagine you like falling asleep and then being like, oh, I heard a snake hiss. <laughs> oh. He... He gets this college boy to kind of be his assistant. He's working with, like, fucking, not, uh, I guess they are snakes. Anyway, he gives the um, college boy this shot in the arm. And he says it's a vaccine. If you ever get bit by a snake while you're working here, you'll be good to go. He lies. 
Turns out it's a thing that's going to turn that guy into a snake. Of course. So he spends the next 90 minutes. Um, uh, it's like the cocaine and sorry to bother you. Literally turning into a snake. And spoilers here for a movie you're never going to watch. Although you should. I kind of liked it. He fucking turns into a snake at the end. Like by the end of the movie, he's gone through the full green face. The end, they have a real live snake playing this part. <laughs> Love it. Um. This was definitely the biggest victim of, I would love this movie if it wasn't at 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, for sure. Like, I said that about one earlier, but this was like the, like, I was, like, I don't know, you're just grumpy. But, like, if this had been third, I would have eaten this shit up. Um, and so this Good might, to know. might get a revisit one day. All right, now we have a short breakfast break. What did you have for breakfast? <laughs> Count Chocula. Oh, there Love it. A, they they had cereal. They also had um, uh, insomnia cookies delivered at like one o'clock in the morning. Ooh, what flavor cookie did you have? I didn't even know they had shown up until like nine. Um, so I had to cook at nine o'clock in the morning. I had chocolate chip. Um, but yeah, I ran. Count chocula. I've never had count chocula. Ran to the cereal room. They had like a conference room set up with cereal and just literally just boxes of cereals out and jugs of milk out. Make your own cereal. And so I had some Count Chocolate because I wanted to – they had regular – they had, you know, you could do Cheerios, you could do Frosted Vanilla, but I was like, I want to be festive. And then I ate it and my stomach instantly <laughs> Did you um, end up making it for the Halloween-themed cartoon in the theater? I did. I flew to the cereal, so I was also like one of the first ones back into um, – although while I was in there, and this is no – In the cereal room? Yeah. This is no knock on, on this guy. I'm not sure his name from Exhumed. Um Harry or Dan, presumably. There's a bunch of them. He said, uh, um, he said to somebody, you know, who was there, he said, you liking it so far? The guy said, yeah, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little tired. And then he says, um, yeah, you know, we, we put a couple slow ones in there in a row. And I was like, why did you do that to us at four? Yeah, what the hell? There's like three movies in a row that are slow, like maybe even four in a row. And I was like, I'm fucking tired, dude. You know, like I would appreciate do they, a little Do they swap in the off and sleep themselves, do you think? I saw them all awake. Oh, wow. There was a guy who worked at the Colonial who was there the entire 24 hours. Wow. Um, and I had worked the night before when I poked my head in. Uh, I was like, I would appreciate a five o'clock in the morning. Bah! You know, in your face. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, had that for 10 seconds with the fucking snake yeah. at the end. But. Um, yeah. So what was the Halloween themed cartoon? It was like a, like a Bugs Bunny. Cute. Now we're at movie 12, which they did not bold. And that is really frustrating me visually. (laughs) (laughs) All of the, all of the numbers are bolded except for this one. And that really just upsets me. Um, rare and rarely screened ghost story from the golden age of horror cinema. It knew it had to be 30s or 40s. It was like an hour five or something, the time slot. Yeah, 6.15 to 7.20. Yeah. And AM. Yeah, yeah. So we are getting to daylight and at this point. Also, no, we're also 45 minutes past that. So like. Oh, know, wow. Okay. It's 7 o'clock in the morning at this point. And I've slept like 90 minutes. How does it make you feel that that was today? <laughs> I was like. Have you thought about that? I was pulling that? into the lot, like getting home. And I was like. I don't, like, Peeping Tom feels like it was seven years ago. <laughs> like, I don't even really remember it. Yeah. Uh, and the movie's great. Um, it's a movie called Supernatural. I guess. What was your guess? Okay. Curse of the Cat People. I think I was trying to just will into existence it being Curse of the Cat People, because I would like to see that. 
Um, but no, just this super, I'm not trying to show these guys. I love the, what they do. Just super boring. And like, I had my cereal, so it's going to stay awake anyway. And, and like in the clue, it says like super rarely screened. I was like, well, I'm never going to see this movie again. So I might as well watch it. And then I just like, I mean, my eyes were just like tearing up. I mean, it was so fucking boring. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, movie 13. 13 is my lucky number. Fun fact. There are multiple. This is the point where I just stop writing notes. <laughs> like, oh, I no. just become a complete zombie. <laughs> okay. So you'll just have to go off memory here, which is probably also fading. Um, there are multiple film adaptations of this classic horror sci-fi story, but this is okay. It's definitely not the best one, but it's still pretty good. I should have thought it was Invasion of the Body Snatchers. They showed Body Snatchers from 1993. They've showed the 70s Invasion before. Like, it it was a slam dunk. And I think everybody else in the auditorium got that one right on their guess. Um, but at this point, like, I had been working on my guesses for, like, an hour. And I just got to the point where I was like, fuck, I'm not going to win this shit anyway. Um, although I didn't. So what did you guess? I guess Children of the Damned. I, I had no idea, really. Um, You've already seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers, right? Recently. I watched the 70s one for my 24-hour, my personal 24-hour, which you can read Which about. is not horror-themed. No. You can read about it on the website, PeterPresentationVideo.com is the website you're currently on. Uh, Body Snatchers, it's it's fine. Um, I, I stood in the, like... Doorway, entryway, kind of like the entryway. Like there's like a long hallway, you know, from the door to the. Yeah. I just stood in that with like two other the guys. corridor. The corridor. We all just stood there and like stretched our legs, and I I watched this movie standing up. What and is the theater like? Is the theater big? You said there's a balcony, so is it similar to uh, the Parkway um, where we saw the Sundance? That's a very good comparison, actually. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Very historical, like looking. Oh, I mean, it's been around forever. forever. But like, is it? Does it look really historical? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, at this point, I was, like, sweaty. Like, I don't know why I was so hot. I was, like, cold and hot. I felt like I was just, like, a prisoner of war or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, like, so sweaty. And I rolled my jeans up, like, as far as they could go. And I rolled my sleeves up. And I stood against the emergency exit door because it goes directly outside. outside so it's cold. And it was a battle door and it was cold. <laughs> and I just stood there and, and I watched, um. That'll lick you up. Body. It didn't. Um body snatchers which was fun all right well they say it's perfectly fine so um movie 14 second to the last movie entertaining somewhat forgotten action adventure sci-fi horror mashup that feels like it could be anything i exactly i just I shot in the fucking dark i said tentacles i mean i no i did like very vague clue i don't think anybody in the um like none of the winners that they named for the guessing i don't think anybody got this one right i mean maybe some rando did that didn't win but um, Dreamscape from 1984. Shitty, tired hand I think is 84. Um, Dennis Quaid, Max von Sydow, Chris Plummer, uh, what's her name? Temple of Doom. I can't remember her name right now. Can't help you there. She's awesome. Um, it's, you go on Letterboxd and the top 50 reviews all say, Chris Nolan watched this and copied it for Inception. It is very, it's like it, you go into people's dreams and you help them solve the problems of their dreams. Dennis Quaid like works for this sort of company experiment thing that he will go into people's dreams and he will defeat the monster or oh, wow. save them from whatever. I problem. need him to do that in my brain. Um, it was, 
probably I will rank it number two in the I would like this a lot more if I watched it on its own. Um, I thought about taking one more nap because like I had to drive home. And when it was either movie 13 or 14, right? Body Snatcher starts. I quickly, you know, throw my jacket over my head so nobody sees my phone, type it in, and it's not streaming anywhere. And I was like, okay, well, then I'll watch this one. I'll sleep during the next one if it's streaming. And then Dreamscape starts, and it's streaming on every platform ever. And at that point, I wasn't even fucking tired anymore. Of course, because you always get a second win towards the end of the stuff. Right. So um, I, I think I would like it a lot more um, if I hadn't already been up for 20 six hours you said that you would rank the second so do you have a ranked list that people can find of i would like it better not in this gotcha well separately separately do you have a ranked list of um where people can find it i don't have a ranked list i did keep a list in a a running log on my letterbox and on the feature presentation video twitter um but if you um stall for five seconds at the end i'll come up with like my top five or something okay um all right I like Dreamscape. I, I will revisit it one day and um, I'll like it. I'll watch it with you. Um, all right, last movie. Supposed to start at 11. What time did it start? 12.15. Oh, that's rough. <laughs> um, it might have been, it's like 12.30. <laughs> yeah, it was at this point. It was at this point that I had heard from you about an hour before saying, like, about to start the last movie. And your mom was like, where is Patrick? I thought this thing ended at noon. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, it actually ends at 1240 and they're behind schedule, blah, blah, blah. So, um, yeah, but I knew you were behind schedule. All right. Last movie, a modern day creature feature favorite. Once again, feels like this could be anything. You know what my guess would have been? What's that? The Mist. They showed them this before. Oh, gotcha. Well, yeah, I know nothing about this, so. Well, they also give you, for the newbies, they give you a list of everything they've ever shown right there. Oh, my there. God. How are you supposed to read that? It's so freaking small. Um, Shot in the dark using, like, okay, it's, like they said, it's new. I have a runtime. Um, they said it's, uh, like, a favorite, so I'm thinking it's got to be well-reviewed. Um, the Descent from 2005. Sure as fuck. It was The Descent. I got it right. Woo! So I got two honest-to-God points, and then I got a couple that, like, I didn't technically get it right. No points earned, but I'm, like, proud of myself for being, like, in the Yeah, you should be proud of yourself. That's awesome. The Descent. Um, uh, a bunch of women. They're all friends. They go down, like, cave diving. And, of course, when they get down there, there's, uh, you know, these Neanderthal fuckers that attack them and kill them and stuff uh the crowd ate it up the movie started it and this guy was like oh it's the descent and he sat up higher you know straighter and he was like i'm totally awake now and i wish i could have said the same i was like at this point i was just like i'm drooling so oh no i liked it just fine i did not like it nearly as much as everybody else probably um a, a victim of circumstance there was one guy like two rows ahead of me i swear to god he only moved twice the whole evening one time i saw him like his head like fell because he fell asleep he instantly got up three seconds later went and got a huge coffee and came right back down sat in his seat he sat there did they have coffee available they did the concession stand but i think he got it down the street or something because it was was, like eight o'clock in the morning he sat there the entire time for 26 awake wide awake crazy yeah um the end 
Very, yeah, and so now we're finished. So I have a couple questions about, like, the logistics of things. Um, was there anything else that you got at the concession stand other than your one break for popcorn? Me personally? Yes. No, I'm going to out myself and say I snuck some stuff in, but it's stuff that they didn't sell. If they sold these things, I would have bought them from them, but I needed some sparkling water because I don't drink soda. They didn't have that, and I needed uh, – my Java Monster energy drink. They didn't have that. So I snuck those in. Uh, is that all you had um, in terms of watching the films? Obviously, you I broke for a... lunch. Did you ever break for a dinner? Well, I guess you, you broke for like a dinner kind of thing. Um, I had, I brought in like turkey jerky. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I went to Whole Foods cereal. yesterday and they had chomps and they did not have any turkey. I was so sad. Okay. Very cool. I'm hungry. And now, what are you about to eat for dinner? You tell him I gotta make my list. Okay, Patrick's gonna make his list, and I will talk about what else my kind of self self care weekend was. I was home alone all weekend, and I could have chosen to fill it with all sorts of fun things, seeing people, but I just kind of wanted to relax. Um, it's been kind of a crazy time in our lives lately, and I just decided that I was gonna stay in and 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 have a little self care weekend, which is what I did. So I watched the movies and TV shows that I mentioned earlier, but I also did a lot of cooking and baking. Um, last night I or I guess on Friday night, I don't think I really ate anything crazy, but then I went grocery shopping at Whole Foods yesterday as a treat. I never go to Whole Foods. It's very expensive, but I decided, you know what? When in Rome, self-care, treat yourself. So I went to Whole Foods and got a ton of ingredients for some stuff to make. Last night, I made spaghetti squash as like noodles um, for the first time. Really enjoyed that. Highly recommend if you like squash. If you like hate squash, it's not a noodle alternative. If you like squash, it pairs really nicely. And then I made a ground turkey um, spaghetti sauce. I got some fresh Parmesan. It was amazing. I have leftovers, and I can't wait to eat them. Okay, let me quickly say the other things. Right now in the crock pot going currently is some delicious chili that I have made. Sweet potato, corn, beans, uh, ground turkey, um, all sorts of yummy stuff. So that's very exciting. And then I also made these pumpkin zucchini I didn't have a muffin tin so I made like pumpkin zucchini bread with chocolate chips and pecans in it and um, it's gonna be delicious so you will not have to fear hunger is gonna be away um soon are you looking forward to your food first we gotta go to the video store because who's we 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 it never stops okay my top five kind of achieved because my one rewatch is in here but this was fucking brilliant what are you gonna do Number five, a lizard in a woman's skin. Giallo, I didn't think I was going to like it. Very, uh, like a legitimate mystery. It got kind of off the rails at the end. But for most of the film, a legitimate mystery. Um, there was a lot of lesbianism in these movies. And there's like a lot of hardcore lesbianism in the beginning of this movie. Very sexy movie. Very mysterious movie. All the things that people like about Giallo that I've never quite understood. I understood it um, tonight. Number four. And this one's gonna get a. Re- I think it's streaming on like Amazon Prime or something. It's gonna get. And a re- how do you spell that? With exactly <laughs> seven S's, and I think there's also an exclamation point. Uh, ridiculous, over the top, um, uh, but just fun. And this one, this should should be fun. Number three, Peeping Tom. It's a classic. It's it's a classic for a reason. Um, Michael Powell knows what the fuck he's doing. Number two, Island of Lost Souls. Kind of a cheat because it's a rewatch, but I mean the movie's great, and I and I like that Doctor Moreau story very much. I think it's very creepy. Number one though, without a doubt, the highlight of the the marathon for me, Deranged. Um, I think this is like gonna 
become an uh, an instant classic for myself, like a like a uh, personal horror favorite. All the things that you love about Psycho and Sons of the Lambs and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they all make an appearance in Deranged, and it's got a crazy deranged performance um, from, I can't think of his name right now, the guy from Home Alone, and um, movie's creepy as hell. Awesome. Would you do it again? Yes. What would you do differently next time? I'm going to try and convince someone to go with me. Yeah. It will not be me. Um, and maybe even if you can just go to Phoenixville. We talked about this. Like, maybe you just Airbnb it for the weekend or something. Maybe, but I kind of enjoyed my self-care weekend here. <laughs> I, I just, I need, like, to speak. Yeah. Like, at one point, somebody asked me a question. Like, they were like, what's this movie? Because they fell asleep or something. And you were like, how do I use words? And I words? Was like, I haven't talked in seven hours. Yeah, <laughs> I started sending, I started sending voice texts to people because I just wanted to talk. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I would just send these long, pointless uh, voice memos to my cousins because I was like, I have to speak. I'm going to go crazy. I called my mom like nine times and she was like, why are you still calling me? Um, Yeah. So having someone there, is there anything you would eat or prepare differently? No, I think I definitely figured out like try and based on the clues, get a pretty good idea of what you think like the four, five, six slot is going to be. And make that dinner time. Like, pick the one you care about the least. Leave. Go out to dinner. I thought about breakfast. Like, kind of doing the same thing for breakfast. But I already had felt like I had missed a bunch. Um, I watched 12 of the 15. Well, I, I was kind of going in and out during Dreamscape. But you can kind of stay at 11 and a half. I think that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that you had a great time. Yes. Going to do it again next year. And, um... I think I need to build up my stamina. I didn't even make it through my own personal 24 um, this year. And if it hadn't been for the fact that I was three hours away, two and a half hours away, I probably would have dipped. Yeah. And I had nowhere to go. So I was kind of like, like, fuck, like, I don't have a hotel. This is this is my hotel. So I might as well just stick it out. Um, yeah, I think there's going to be some, some stamina building. Oh, did you not? Did you only have the Airbnb for Friday night? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, because I was like, I'm going to sleep with it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to go back to the... Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, I'm tired, yeah. All right, well, let's get some stuff done. Thank you so much for listening to this. Patrick, I'm so happy that you had a great time at the Exhumed Film Festival. Horror. 24-hour horror-thon part 15. Yes, so glad you had a great time at that. Um, I had a great self-care weekend. It was great to um, be doing our own things this weekend, but I'm very happy that you're back safely, especially. I was very nervous about your lack of sleep, but he seems to be doing okay. Um, where can you find us? You can find us um, at FeaturePresentationVideo.com, which is where you're listening to this podcast if you're listening, um, and you can find all of the things that we do there. We release something five days a week, um, and... I, you're you always do this spiel so this is hitting the feed on tuesday we recorded on sunday it's hitting the feed on tuesday yesterday we shared our episode of the annapurna verse so we talked about the sisters brothers our appearance on that show that's what you got yesterday today of course this uh wednesday we're rerunning our vince von psycho episode for halloween happy halloween everybody thursday jess has a piece coming out about house of dragon the latest game of thrones spinoff Friday, my review of VHS 99 on Shudder. And then um, Halloween wraps up Monday with some Halloween horror movie haikus. 
awesome. There is a lot to explore on FeaturePresentationVideo.com, so I encourage you to do so um, before you click away. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. You can find me on Letterboxd at Taylor Malone, and you can find me on Twitter at MailerTalone. Where can they find you? At Patrick J. Regal um, on the website that you're on right now, putting your email address. We'll send you everything we do for free. No paywall, all free, just fun. Great. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I am so happy to hear all about this great experience, uh, and we will catch you next time. See you then. See you then.